A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. He saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design and the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now made manifest through the appearance of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus and replied, Lord, it's good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate, and they were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else, only Jesus. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? Blessed indeed. Yesterday we had our men's conference. Fantastic. The Father Chase was a great, great speaker. And he was very nice, gentle. And then I got up and scared everybody as typical. 
But the reality of what I was trying to get across, we talked about discipleship and how you got to sit at the feet of the master, get the attitude of the master, and be transformed into the master. And the whole point of it was about being disciples the way today in the gospel you see Jesus and God the Father calling the apostles to be disciples. And the way that happens most is when God the Father, the Father commands. He said, this is my son. This is my son. Listen to him. And so what that means for us is we must listen to God. And I talk about it all the time. huh? When I was uh, doing the parish mission this week, and I've had this sinus uh, infection, so I was in bed all day, gave, took pills, took a two-hour talk at night, went back to bed. But when I sat there, the first night I talked about prayer, and I've talked about how we must listen to God. And so this woman came up to me afterwards, and she says, Now, Father, I've been saying all these novenas forever. And she says, I'm in the St. Bridget novena, you know, you have to do for years on end. And she says, Are you telling me to stop that and just listen to Jesus? And I said, Yes. <gasps> and I said, Listen, hear me, listen. God the Father looks at you and says, listen to my son. So if you're just saying novenas, that's someone else's prayers. You're not listening to God. Now after we talked, I says, yeah, I don't mind literally. If, you wanna, if the Lord calls you to say a novena, say a novena. But if you're not listening to God, stop saying a novena until you learn to listen to God. And that's got to be for all of us. God the Father commands it. He demands it. He tells you and me, we must listen to Jesus. Now, there are three ways to listen to Jesus. The first way, of course, is by being silent. You know, next door in the Adoration Chapel, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Again, the way I wanted to put it when we first put it up was shut up and know that I am God. Listen to God. So while we're there, the problem is we're too busy in our own mind. We're too busy thinking of our own sinfulness. We're too busy thinking of our past. We're too busy thinking of all the bad things instead of focusing on Jesus. You cannot listen to Jesus unless you focus on Jesus. And so what that means is I encourage you. Like when you're in prayer, when you're in the presence of Jesus next door in the Blessed Sacrament, or here, You need to sit there and listen to Jesus. And so to do that, I'd encourage you to take three breaths, deep breaths, one in the name of the Father, one in the name of the Son, one in the name of the Holy Spirit. So you can get to be in the present moment. You see, The apostles today wanted to build tents so they could stay with Jesus in that glory. But he sent them out. We can't live in the past. We need to focus on Jesus now and then focus on what he's calling us to do. And so to do that, we got to center ourselves. So three deep breaths. So you can then sit there and ask the Holy Spirit to have Jesus speak to you. And then listen to him. Write in your uh, journal, if you have one, or a piece of paper, what is God saying to you? You can hear him if you can clear your mind of all the garbage that's going on and being focused on yourself and your situation and listen and focus to Jesus. 
So the first way is to listen to him is in our silent prayer in front of the adoration or when we're doing our daily prayer before we start saying a bunch of prayers. The second thing we need to do is to listen to Jesus, spend time in the scriptures. So everybody here, I am hoping in my parish, has been following the scripture verses which I gave you. And so if you're doing this, again, you're reading two chapters a day and it's still sheets back there. If you haven't, you can catch up. It'll take you a little bit of time, but you can catch up. And as you catch up, you're listening to Jesus. And when you have that book with you, you know, the Getting to Know Jesus journal, and every day you're going through it, then what is Jesus saying to you? What does Jesus say? Like yesterday, today's a bunch of woes if you haven't done it yet. But yesterday it says Jesus could, did not care about anyone's opinion. He could care less about anybody's opinion. And so that's what I put down. You know, what is Jesus? Who is Jesus? He's one who didn't care about anyone's opinion. And he spoke truth. And so to do that, and then all the different ways he did that, again, all the different, for me as I've been reading it, and I've read these scriptures forever, but this year it's like, whoa, Jesus is a miracle worker. He loves to heal people. You see how many times Christ keeps healing people in these scriptures? How he's always just very, just by being in his presence, you're healed. So we get this, and he, he talks again and again and again and again and again and again about faith, how faith can heal us. So the call for us is to be people of faith. And so if we're spending time with Jesus this Lent, and we're doing that every day, then we're hearing Jesus call us to faith. We're hearing Jesus call us to know that he can do great miracles. We're hearing Jesus call us, I wasn't concerned about others' opinion, neither should you be. You just focus on me. So again, if you're doing this, every day you're going to the Word of God, and you're going to the Gospels, which is Jesus explicitly, and Jesus should be speaking to you every day, and he will if you're doing it. So we find Jesus explicitly speaking to us in the Scriptures, and so we listen to him. And today's Gospel you'd have heard a couple days ago. And then you should have wrote that in your book. God the Father tells me to listen to Jesus. Do I listen to Jesus every day? So it's that kind of entering into relationship. So first, God speaks to us in our silence, in our prayer, when we're still and listening to him. Second, he speaks to us through scriptures. And third, Jesus Christ isn't dead. He's alive, right? And so if he's alive, he continues to speak to us through his church. Jesus said to the apostles, he who hears you, hears me. And so God continues. He just didn't stop speaking 2,000 years ago, and he's dead, and we're just reading what happened 2,000 years ago. We follow the resurrected Lord. And so the Lord can continue to lead us and guide us. And the way he does that is through the church and through the magisterium of the church. And the magisterium of the church is the pope, and the bishops united. Not just the catechism, because as we know, John Paul II changed the catechism, and so did Francis change the catechism. Not just canon law, static, they both changed canon law. All that is stuff that can be changed because it's a living church. The Pope has the power of that. So when we're listening to what does God say to us about all the situations in our lives and in the world, we look at what the magisterium of the church teaches. What does the pope and the bishops uh, teach together? Not one cardinal, not one bishop who we like because he agrees the way I see things. That means nothing, nothing. 
if a couple pope, a couple uh, cardinals or a couple bishops agree with each other. That is not the magisterium of the church. The magisterium, again, is when the pope and the bishops unite and teach something. So that's what we must follow. So no matter what, we're called to listen to Jesus. Not to people around us who agree with us. Not to ourselves and our opinions. Not to what the world, the flesh, and the devil say. The Father commands us, listen to Jesus. Will we obey? May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen. Let us stand and let us profess our faith. I believe. Born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation.